Welcome to the awesome pod makes you are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today I'll be talking about the first episode of Marvel Studios Echo. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Chaffa, written by Marion Dare, Josh Feldman, Stephen Paul Judd, and Ken Christensen. The episode is directed by Sydney Freeland. This too is a Kevin Feige production. The episode begins with a spiral blue light pool of water in a cave. We see clay beings emerging from the water. It's like their origin. One of the prominent clay beings drink from the spiral pool of water and the spiral markings on her palms illuminate. A red-haired woodpecker lands on the clay being's shoulder. The cave starts to quake and the prominent clay being tries to save everyone. A flash of blinding light and we see her and her people on earth. The sun's warmth starts to crack their clay bodies and they transform into humans. Julia Jones plays Chafa. the leader of chaktar people bonnie shares the story of the first chaktar people with maya via shadow puppetry young maya feels bonnie is her family her sister young bonnie corrects her saying they are cousins maya reiterates no sisters i was once young and naive and i thought my cousins were my family my siblings then i grew up and realized i was so wrong Bonnie looks toward the sky as she hears the sound of thunder. Maya's grandfather-like figure Scully narrates Biscuit's father's story. The text appears: Tamaha, Oklahoma, 2007. When the red-haired woodpecker appears before Maya's grandma leaves, it gives you a sense of impending doom. It starts to rain and my brain went straight to some accident is going to happen. Young Maya wants hot cocoa but her mother says they would need to go to the store to get it. Maya's mom car breaks fail and they meet with an accident. Maya's mom succumbs to her injuries and Maya's right leg is amputated. I was like this girl will hold herself responsible for her mother's death. Girl, it's not your fault. This kind of trauma is going to affect her if she's not given proper counseling. Maya's mother paid the price of Maya's father's animosity with a gang. Maya's father takes her to New York. We see a montage of young Maya's journey to adulthood. It includes scenes from the Hawkeye series. You can listen to the Hawkeye's Echoes episode on Awesome Pod Mix. We see Maya's childhood in school and the shadow puppet stories with her father. At her karate dojo Maya reveals she wants to be like her father but her father wants her to have a better life like all fathers do the referee says ready fight the scene transitions from a young Maya fighting in the dojo to an adult Maya fighting in the boxing ring then it cuts to the scene where Maya's father dies in her arms she visits her father's grave and receives a text from Bonnie the text reads You don't need to go through this alone. I'm here if you need me. Maya acts out when she breaks into a bike shop and launches a bike through the glass that runs over a cop's car. Wilson Fisk rescues her and tells her he understands her rage. He manipulates her into joining his gang. 
Fisk shares the pain he felt when his father died, not revealing the detail that he was the one to kill him. I'm not invalidating his pain, but it's sneaky of him to hide such an important detail. Maya joins Wilson Fisk's gang for her first assignment at a club. The song Pretty Waste by Bones UK plays. The security guard searches the two men for weapons. I was like, if he tries to pull the same funny business with Maya, I will strike him so hard. I was right. While searching Maya for weapons, he cops a feel. And I was like, kick this mother effer's ass. Maya twists his arm and corners him to a wall until he begs to let go. Fisk's men tell Maya that they would shoot the people inside because they're trying to move in on Fisk's territory. When they walk in, there's a track back shot of Maya which gives an unsettling feeling because she feels unsettled. In a single take, we see the men fighting and shooting and when the camera comes to Maya, she's overwhelmed. The noise fades and the only sound you can hear is the heartbeat. One of the guys attacks Maya. She tries to defend herself and then she cracks his spine. Brutal. I also feel that the sound design where the noise fades and the heartbeat is prominent is very effective. Maya now begins to beat people black and blue. She also beat the crap out of the front security guard who copped a feel. Fisk's men compliment Maya. A billy club strikes and we see Daredevil in his signature pose in the top corner of the room. I legit whistled at Daredevil's entry. I am sorry, it's inappropriate. There is no respectful way to whistle at him other than saying, Whistle, whistle. Daredevil says, I've been watching them all night. Then you guys show up and screw everything up. Daredevil's vision is all fiery silhouettes like a thermal scan vision. Throughout the fight between Maya and Daredevil, I was like, I hope Daredevil senses Maya's grief and that she's hearing impaired. Wilson Fisk compliments Maya on holding up against Daredevil. He even calls Maya family. We see Maya scenes from Hawkeye where she fights Clint and chases him on the bridge. A flashback where Wilson Fisk teaches Maya how to shoot with a gun. Clint reveals that Wilson Fisk wanted Maya's father dead. By the way, I've covered all of Hawkeye's episodes on Awesome Pod Mix. You must listen to them. So there's a little addition in the last scene of Hawkeye before Maya shoots Wilson Fisk. Wilson Fisk says, You and I, your father, are a family. Initially, Wilson Fisk had said, You and I are a family. Sometimes family doesn't see eye to eye. Maya shoots him in the face and his body falls to the ground with a thud. The text appears. Five months later, Maya gets off her bike and goes into a solitary space between two trailers. Maya has a nasty gash at the side of her midriff. She's not ready to show her vulnerability. She's losing blood. She tends to her wound and patches it temporarily. She gets on her bike and drives off. We see a shot of her leg as she rides her bike and the blood dripping from her wound. She passes by a signboard that reads, Welcome to Oklahoma, Native America. Maya kind of dozes off behind the wheel but manages to escape an accident. It's all because of the loss of blood. Maya arrives outside her childhood home. The outside is a wreck but the inside is same as she left it in 2007. Maya uses dental floss to stitch up her wound. Things I learned. Not that I'm ever going to use it. I faint at the mere sight of the blood. Stitching is not my strongest suit. 
I could barely get grades in the subject of craft in school. Maya plonks on the couch. She dreams about the clay being the first Choctaw leader and three other women. Maya wakes up startled. Maya sees a photo frame of her family. It has a young Maya with her parents, young Bonnie and her grandmother in their traditional attire. Maya spots a shadow passing through the window curtains. She gets alert and pulls out her gun. The doorknob rattles and the person on the other side of the door opens it with a swish blade. Maya violently shuts the door and the person on the other side of the door falls to the ground. Maya steps out of the house with her gun. When she realizes it's one of her cousins, she hides the gun. This is Biscuits. He recognizes Maya. He feels she hasn't changed in 20 years. Maya reveals she's not going to be around for long and she wants Biscuits to keep it a secret from Grandma. Maya inquires about the truck which is a postal service truck and belongs to Grandma. Biscuits' dog's name is Billy Jack based on the 1971 movie of the same name. Maya reaches Tamaha's fire department and watches Bonnie from afar. After a while, she drives off. Centerfold by Jay Giles' band plays. Maya arrives at Black Crow Skate Life roller skating rink. Inside, we see disco balls hanging from the ceiling and a graffiti wall that reads, Make America Skate Again. It's a spin on Make America Great Again. At the counter, Maya points at Henry the manager's photo. Vicky, the guy at the counter, says he ain't available. Henry arrives and Maya and him share a look. Maya wants to talk in private. Vicky sends a text message to Zane saying he might have information about the king killer if that bounty is still on the table. In Henry's office, Maya tells Henry that Vicky sucks. When Maya sits on the couch, Henry notices her wincing in pain. Henry says, so they finally caught up to you. Bullet or blade? Maya reveals bullet. Gretchen, their resident mortician, arrives to patch Maya's wound. Henry says, If you want your body fixed or if you want a body gone, she's the person you call. Maya questions, You want me fixed or gone? Henry replies, Let's start with fixed. Gretchen appreciates the dental floor stitching. Later, Henry and Maya arrive at a watchtower. Maya sees Bonnie through the viewfinder. Henry says if she gets to know you were here and you didn't see her, you will break her heart. Maya says her feelings aren't my business. That's stone cold, Maya. Henry disagrees. Maya responds, also not my business. Maya points the viewfinder at Fisk's shipping. Maya says, I need just one train car to send Fisk a message with your shipping route. Henry says, I won't bring a war here to the people I love and who love you. Why are you doing this? Yeah, what is motivating her? Maya answers, Kingpin had his run, it's time for a queen. So you're doing this for selfish reasons and for power? That's not very hero-like. Henry says, I never saw you, we didn't have this conversation. Henry leaves, Maya reacts disappointed. Cut to a black screen. Over the black screen, we hear the sound of the monitor beeping. It cuts to an out-of-focus ivy dripping on a white background. It slowly comes into focus. We see the EKG machine showing the heart rate and hear a labored breathing. We see Wilson Fisk with an eye patch over his left eye. 
Echo title sequence begins. I want to give a special shout out to Sarovsky for a terrific title sequence. They've worked on some of my favorite title sequences like Captain America the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, Ant-Man, Avengers Infinity War, The Gray Man, Community and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Especially when they re-edited the sequence to include Hitchcock and Scully syncing it seamlessly with the music without making us question if it's any different from the previous title sequence. When I was checking the end credits, I realized each episode's title in this series is a character name. Chafa, Loak, Tuklo, Taloa, Maya. I also feel the women Maya sees in her dream are these characters and her ancestors. We'll see what happens in the following episodes. Until then, you can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and Good Pods. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.